Hey, this is Jazz, Clayton, and Nia, and you're listening to The, the Conscious, Conscious Token Podcast. Podcast. This is only a test. <laughs> What up, what up? Welcome to episode six of the Conscious Tokens. Can't believe we're on episode going. six. Episode six. Welcome back. Welcome, Welcome back, everyone. back, Tania. I'm here. I'm back. Y'all can't see, but she looks tanned. Oof, she got a nice bad. tan. Oh, Clayton, I didn't show you. Look. Uh oh. Uh oh. What are we doing? What are we doing? Can you see it? No. Uh-oh. Can you see the tan? What what you can't see that I tan? see it. I see it. I see it. I see the tan. I see the tan. You're not getting confused anymore. People are out there thinking you, uh, you know, thinking you, you know, uh, Hispanic, Latinx. Nah, you know, I don't know. What Dominican. Everybody was looking at me like, who are you? What are you? What you? They ain't know what I was, for real, to be honest. With Man, see, we come back rejuvenated and refreshed. You know, got a lot of Man. energy today. You know, we're this, it should be a very exciting uh, episode. Looking, looking forward to all of the the updates from everyone. You know, but yeah, the pull yeah. up, the pull up. How 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 was your two weeks now? Yeah, yeah, a week and a half, two weeks. For how was it? Yeah, I, I guess I go first because I went to Cabo. <laughs> but yeah, um, traveling was great. Uh not too bad had a great time the food was good i had like lobster steak um was it all inclusive it was all inclusive yes uh so they had like lobster rice lobster then i had some uh lobster ravioli i was like give me all the lobster because that was the only thing that didn't have soy in it to be honest with you um yeah i I was yours you do anything your time off let's see in my time off what did i do i I went to dinner with a couple of friends. Um, I I wasn't feeling that great. So I think it was good that I had a little time to, to rest and relax and stuff. And now I'm nice and rejuvenated, finishing up my last little bit of stuff for school um, before taking a month off. And then, yeah, I had a good, I had a nice little, nice little break, but I missed y'all. <laughs> I felt like something was missing in my week. Um, yes. Aw. Yeah. Always. Always. Aww. All right. What about you, Clayton? Man, I had a, I had a very uh, relaxing and, and eventful week. You know, time off. You know, from recording. So, number number one, right? <laughs> number one is with, with y'all. Those of you listeners out there, you know my, I love my daughter to death, uh, Harper. So. She has water play at school every, uh, like, during the week. And <laughs> she, you know, we pack her bag with a change of clothes and everything. And, we, you know, we also go to the pool as well, uh, you know, close by to, to where we live, a uh, public pool. So, you know, I put my change of clothes and we use her um, her, po- her pool deck, her water play bag that she takes to school, right? So when we do pack her bag, we usually, you know, make sure everything is cleared out. She got a, her change of clothes, her towel and everything. So she gets home from school. And, you know, we always ask her like, hey, you know, how was school? I was like, oh, school was good. But daddy, your underwear was in my water play bag. I said, wait, what? I said, wait, wait, what is what is this? What do you mean? My, my? So 
I um so my you know my wife picked her up. I usually do drop off. So uh she told me this and everything uh at, at um at pickup. I go to drop Harper off the next day and the teachers are like, Oh, hey Mr. Corley, you know, how's everything going? I said, Oh, everything is good. I said, I heard about what Harper did um, you know, at school yesterday. She said, Oh yeah, yeah. Uh she saw your underwear in her water play bag. And she took them out and had show and tell with the friends with my underwear. <laughs> so mind you, I'm like, oh man, it, I'm just praying. I'm like, I hope there were some clean underwear. You know, like I, I, I clean pretty good, you know, around everywhere. I, I shower every day. But I, back in my mind, I'm just like, but they were clean. So, so I was like, oh shit, like what? Well, and I can just envision Harper doing this. If y'all know my daughter, she is a character. She is hilarious, right? So, I don't know some of the, y'all listeners out there. If you're, you know, millennials and things like that, you may remember Petey Pablo and his song "Helicopter." That's what she was doing in school. Was you know, take your shirt off, twist it, yeah, all of that. She was waving. She was waving my drawers in the classroom, running around like a helicopter on some Petey Pablo shit. I said, "Oh man." So, um, yeah. So all in all, the teachers laughed about it. Now, luckily. It wasn't the first time they found some underwears or undergarments in in their children's bags and everything, because we 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 also the kids are supposed to bring like a clean uh, clean sheets, you know, for uh, like their their nap time things, whatever. So y'all know we all wash clothes. Yeah. Uh, hopefully y'all all wash oh, clothes. Yeah. Um, not y'all, not y'all, but you know what I mean, listeners. Hopefully everyone yeah. washes clothes, and you know you get socks and underwear and all of that tied up, especially in the you know in the bed sheets. So uh, so yeah, so that happened. That was number one. Um, and the, the, the second time, the, the second thing that really happened was just spending time with my wife. So we, you know, as I mentioned from being from Philly originally and my wife being from Pennsylvania, we don't have our fam- immediate family close by. So we don't necessarily have that support like we would like to have, uh, you know, just to spend time with each other. You know, we, it's not like I can hit someone up and someone pulls up around the corner. So my sister-in-law pulled up and, uh, and, you know, gave us the, the weekend. So we just had a staycation down, uh, down at Harbor East in Baltimore. It was good. It was a, it was a good vibe. You know, definitely a good vibe down there. So, yeah, shout out to um to Ampersy, I think it's called in uh, in Harbor East. Got bottomless mimosas and sangrias and everything. We we were grooving that whole weekend. It was it was love. It, it was love. But I will tell you, I'm not built for that nightlife stuff no more. You know, shout out to Party Smart. Shout out to shout out to Party Smart. I should have had some, but I should have had some. I should have had some. Okay, time out. This so I talk about it all the time, and you mean to tell me, you know what? I ain't gonna get into it. Sorry, let's just I'm sorry. Say, let's just I didn't say learn party, yet. Party smart was in Cabo with me. Okay, mm. had yeah, one party, party every smart. day, party and smart. I was good. Listen, that listen, party good. smart. Send, send, come our way. You know, send send some send some Please checks do. our way. You know, we, we is- need to talk. We need to this talk. This is us especially sliding into your DMs. Yeah, we are Please. sliding in the DMs. Please love us. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is an official announcement. <laughs> Party smart. Yeah, but it was good. We are here it, for it, you. Yes. You need us. We need you. Yes. Let's make it work. Let's make it work. Yes. Y'all definitely need us. Yes. Speaking of drinks, you know, Party Smart. Yeah, what's the drink the of the day? The drink of the day is a half and half. So mm, cheers to your half, half and half. Cheers. Cheers. To, yeah, I got a I got a half and half that's a little spike. I don't it look like a half and half. <laughs> he said it looked like a half and half. Well, we're gonna we're gonna find out if that's a true half and half or not, or is that a yeah. uh, Arnold Palmer? 
Mm. Yeah. So <laughs> what? Yeah. What? What is? Well, yeah. Never mind. Never mind. We'll, we'll, okay. we'll get into that because I need we'll to know what a half and half is. But we'll, yeah, we'll talk I about got it. You. I got you. So we have a little bit of listener feedback. Um, basically, y'all are loving this, and we're here for it. We appreciate it. Um, we had specifically Clayton Senior come and drop us some lines and said that he loves the show and that he thinks we have something really special going on. He also became our first subscriber. So remember, listeners, that you can also subscribe and support us as we are on this journey together. Um, And yeah, I'm excited. So please send in your voice notes. We listen to them. Send us DMs. We will definitely read them. And make sure you stay in contact with us. Hey, shout out, shout out to Big C, shout out to Pop. You know, let, let, let's give yeah, Big C a round of applause. Clap let's clap it up for him. Let's clap it up. For him. Good luck, sir. Yes, we appreciate you. So, uh, per our last, per my last email, who wanna who wanna take this away? Because y'all know I got a lot to say clearly. Because. <laughs> Mm. You already started it, so go ahead. That's true. That's true. Okay, so per my last email, uh, for me, it's more so this sense of urgency. Um, You know, of course, I just I just shared a story with, you know, with you all around people trying us at a resort, you know, our own our own people just trying to saying slick shit out the mouth. And I'm like, you know what? All right, cool. Come back. Mind you, there's a three hour time difference. So I'm trying to get adjusted back to like you know eastern standard time cool monday my first day back from a week being off you know i'm i'm not trying to rush into you know uh because one i'm still again still getting used to the time zone so here i am taking it easy you know going through emails knocking stuff out uh something came up so i kind of had to like focus my attention on that so I missed an email that went out on Monday around almost noon. Um, today, which is the next day, I get another email and it's like, hey, is Tania still on vacation? Because she never responded to my email. Mm, okay. <laughs> so then I get an IM like, hey, like, is there anything you need me to help? You need your help with? You know, he's asking. I'm like, he sent me a text. He sent me an email out get it to him once I get done doing this fire, right? So for me, y'all, it's more so when I send an email and I'm asking for something, I don't get a response. I have to send a follow-up email and then I have to ask my male colleagues, hey, can you push this email for me? When they push it, get a response within hours. But I, I, I can't get that same reaction. So for me, it's like as a woman, and I don't know if our, if our listeners are out there, but if they go through this same the same thing, I'm trying not to stress about it. I'm trying to learn. You know what? If if they can do it, I can do it. So guess what? I'm not responding to emails when they come through. I don't care how urgent it seems to them. If it's not something urgent to the business at that time in that moment, I'm not stressing it. I'm no longer worrying about it because when I send emails that are really urgent for the business and you do you don't respond, and then I have to go around and figure it out myself. Guess what? Yeah. So, sorry, guys. I digress. (laughs) No, no need to apologize because I think it's something that I know I've definitely experienced it. And I had to essentially change how I operate with people. I had calmed down on being so responsive to emails. And I take 
I take my time now because honestly, yeah. like you said, there's not that same urgency when it's your needs and it's always a situation of, oh, well, we need this right now. Okay, well, how long have you actually known that you needed that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And why did you wait to send that email until the last minute and now you want to make it my fire? Like, no, that's yeah. your fault. When I'm already putting out several other fires, you know? And the thing mm-hmm. is, like, it's not like I haven't communicated, like, I didn't communicate that with the person. So it's just, to me, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, well, you should be able to do it. And it's like, no, because clearly no one else wants to do it. So I'm getting the crap work to do because I can do it. So sometimes being that overall all around person, it's a a blessing and a curse at the same time because then people rely on you to do the things that no one else can do. And like, I don't mind doing it, but the, sorry (laughs) y'all, I don't mind doing it. But the problem I have is when just give me some respect around it you know like give me give me some respect give me my time means a lot and if i'm working late and i'm doing things and trying to get things done and you can't kind of see like all right let me give her a day or two like uh, not even 24 hours and you're like oh is she still on vacation i need this you 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 don't you don't (laughs) so so yeah so uh, and I'm sure I'm sure you had like an out of office email on like, hey, I'm going from I this did. date to that date. Uh, mm-hmm. If they responded to Jazz's point, if they like how long have they known about whatever requested, you know, whatever request to report data that they needed, you know, from you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely I think one thing I learned is to CC people when needed. And it's almost like a. Mm-hmm. Like, so, you know, you have a second set of eyes looking at this at the same time. Yeah. It, you need to understand like the politics or the dynamics of the, of the organization, you know, it's, it's crazy. Cause I've, I've gone through that. I mean, you know, especially if I need in the position that I'm in or the positions that I've held over the past few years, it's a, it's a pretty like high exposure, high level role. And I'm interacting with a bunch of different execs or whatever. And sometimes I'm, I'm trying to be like, you know, get this information from these people, but if they don't know who I am, like if they've never met me in person or had a conversation with me, sometimes they kind of brush it like, oh, okay, like you ain't like who the fuck are you? Like you ain't you ain't you don't really need this information right now or this 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 data, whatever the case may be. But once I have that conversation with them, then it's like, all right, cool. So I don't know if that's the case with your situation or not. But you, you, you know, know at what? the same time, it's now that you say that, honestly, this is the same person where I asked him if something was shut down, if it was closed. And his response was, why do you need to know? Mm. I'll lie to y'all not. So, and I just remember, oh, he's a dickhead. He's the same person. I'm like, this is the same person. So I'm like, you think I'm asking for my own peace of mind? Like, I don't care. Like, I, like I'm doing work. Like, you think I really, like, you think I really, you think I'm that nosy that I want to know? Like, no, I'm doing, clearly I'm doing something where I need to know if this is still happening. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I've learned over the years, you know, so if you are going out, going through that out, you know, now currently, or you have gone through that and you're listening, um, you know, just kind of take it for what it is, you know, and, and find yourself in it and under, and know that you, their fire is not your emergency. Um, mm. Now, not to say that you shouldn't help out, but, you know, prioritize. And that's what I do to this day. I will let people know, 
yes, I can get that done. Like, I, it might be a great day where I have not that much, you know, I don't have that much to do. I can fit that in my schedule and I can do that for you. But to be so available to people all the time, they can take that and they have the expectation that they want you to, um, you know, respond quickly because, oh, well, you always do. So, you know, just kind of find that balance and uh, don't lose yourself in it and don't overwork yourself because no one wants to be stressed after clocking out. Mm, so. Damn, that's 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 all facts, man. And, and, and speaking yeah. of big speaking of big C, right? I know one of the things he taught me a long time ago was how you start is how you finish. And you can take that knowledge in a, on a personal note as well as a, in a professional uh, manner and how you come into an organization or how you, you know, move to need to your point. Like if you're responding to shit, like instantly all the time, they're going to expect that from you. And it's not like you getting more, more money, you know, ultimately, and, and if anything, you're causing more stress to yourself. So being able to find that balance is, is, is definitely important. When to say no, mm-hmm. when to step up, you know, it's just yeah. wild. So. Yeah. And I, and that's the thing. Like, y'all know me. Y'all know I don't mind helping. Like, I don't mind, you know, doing these things. But I think as long as you re- can respect and see like, OK, she is going out her way to do things. We got to we we good. But the minute that it becomes like this expectation that I, I'm supposed to do it or I'm supposed to do someone someone else's job and I need to get it done like ASAP before my my true job. I think that's where. OK. Now we need to find a balance. We need to create boundaries and figure this out. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I expressed to um, my direct um, leader, I guess you should say, um, and I, I expressed. I said, "Hey, this is this is what it is. Here, here's here's the. This is what I'm supposed to be doing, um, and this is what I'm being asked to do. That that might not get done, and that's just me being realistic. I'm I'm being honest. So all facts, all yeah. all facts spoken." Yeah, don't stress over this, man. Because you know, at the end of the day, these companies they will fire you in a heartbeat. Quick. So so quick. quick. It'll the job will get done regardless if you're there. Mm-hmm. If if John Doe, Jane Doe, who is doing it, somebody's going. It's going to get done. You know. So uh, yeah, don't don't stress over this shit. Definitely find your balance. Will do. <laughs> so in order to find your balance, speaking of balance, right? Ooh. Word of the day. Word, was that a good transition? That was, was that a word? Good transition. Can, uh, I, I, I need to. I feel like Tania, you need to take this one because uh, yeah, word of the day, half, half and half. half. Please explain Damn. what a half and half is. So okay, so y'all know Clayton likes to pull his, you know, his dictionary <laughs> from the Urban Dictionary. So a half yeah, you gotta half. elaborate on that. You can't just... <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you can't just... <laughs> what they what they call it? The Big John, <laughs> the Big Book. Shout out to Webster. <laughs> Shout out to Webster. Um, so a half and half is a drink usually consisting of lemonade and iced tea. So using it in a sentence, let me get a chicken box and salt, pepper, ketchup, and happy. And we're gonna go ahead and <laughs> pretend that we knew what she said. If y'all, y'all need, I know. I know, I know what, what you see. said, but so, our okay. listeners. I know. Y'all listeners. So technically, okay, when you order a chicken box in Baltimore, you always say salt, pepper, ketchup as one word. So, I mean, I typically don't really care for salt, pepper, ketchup. I like, I don't know. That's just me. That's just me. Uh, okay. Okay, uh, fight me then. Fight me then. <laughs> <laughs> fight me then. Ooh. 
No, I would just probably kidding. do pepper and ketchup, but not the salt. So yeah, yeah, no, I ain't even going yeah. with you. Yeah. I don't need extra salt. I do. I I like. Well, technically, it's like salt, pepper, ketchup, hot sauce. Like they, I, I'll do the hot sauce and the ketchup, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's all one word. A half and half is it's not necessarily half and half. So what? for my Arnold Palmer drinkers out there, y'all be drinking the half literally like. Making sure that it's one half lemonade, one half iced tea. That's not what a half and half is in Baltimore. Half and half is iced tea with a splash of lemonade. <laughs> so yeah, I, I feel bamboozled, you know? I feel, I feel bamboozled. What is going on? So when I go, like, when I'm not in the DMV area, technically, no, when I'm not in Baltimore or DC or like, maybe like anywhere in maryland yeah maryland baltimore or dc i explain how i want my half and half because if i say half and half they're literally gonna do half and half or they'll Mm -hmm. ask me half and half of what so then i'm like Mm. half iced tea and i'm like "Mm, mm, 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 mm." i want sweet tea with a splash of lemonade and y'all know I gotta do this at Chick Fil A too. Yeah, see, they're see, like, I don't, you want a sunjoy? That's not me. No, because y'all lemonade, you gonna choke on it <laughs> if it's by itself. <laughs> like whoever drinks Chick Fil A lemonade by itself, I. Mm. <laughs> I, n- I mm. never had. I never had it by itself. I always got a. I've never half had and half. I always had people, their half lemonade, half sunjoy. And people will tea. order it. People will order, and you you don't think that your son joy is a little too tart? <laughs> I mean, you know. So you know what? I Come guess I never now. had a true. I never had a true half and half. Then that's what it sounded like. Are you serious? Oh wait, 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 wait! You mean to tell me your half and half were from Chick Fil A? No, 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 no. I did get. I had, oh. had a I had a chicken box before, so with salt, with pepper, ketchup, and hot sauce, and a half and half from Jerry's Carryout. Shout out to Jerry's Carryout off of North Ave. Oh. I have that done that before. One. Yeah, that was, that was a real a, one. I have done okay. that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But, but but on a regular, like when I go to Chick Fil A, you know, what I mean, I put the little mobile order in, and I just, you know, I just hit the little button. I don't put instructions in there. Three quarters iced tea and a quarter. Uh, I'm not doing all of that. I do. I do. Absolutely. Oh, to in the notes section, I be going off. Sure do. <laughs> I be like, more. this is exactly what I say because you know you only got a certain amount of characters that you can put. So I say, I yeah, like oh yeah. <laughs> I had to get characters. creative with it. So I'll say more iced tea than lemonade. Okay. 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 All right. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be sure to update my my notes, my section, on my app, <laughs> so I can get my so I get my so I get my my Chick Fil A reward points. You know, I'm I'm rocking out. I'm doing it. Yeah, and we I'm can talk you. later about how none of y'all should be supporting Chick Fil A anyway, but that's fine. Ooh. <laughs> I'm just saying. And uh, ooh. it's okay. Uh, anyway, next thing, next thing up. What about raising canes? Is that okay? <laughs> you know you what? Yes. Okay, I haven't had raising canes yet because I remember the the first one I opened up in in Maryland uh, in Towson. I was like mm-hmm. going to Whole. It's right. It's right below Whole Foods in Towson or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was driving past one day and I just saw this long ass line. I was like, "The hell is this?" And I didn't realize it was the only one that's in Maryland. It's like three of them now, but I haven't had it yet. 
now obviously the line done died down since they opened. So is raising raising cane safe? Is that a safe bet? Yeah, you can have that. But it's just in the way. Chick fil A right there though, Jay. That's what I mean, honestly, and I hate to say this, y'all probably gonna get so okay. So there was a time back when where I stopped supporting Chick-fil-A. I was like, I'm not going to Chick-fil-A, blah, 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 blah. And then someone was like, oh, yeah, I didn't get you a Chick-fil-A gift card because you said you don't support them. I said, and I don't. And I was so serious. And I don't know what happened. Now I got like 20,000 points, y'all. Damn. <laughs> y'all want some points? I'm share it with y'all, which I want. I haven't had Chick-fil-A in years. Yeah, I... Look, yeah. let me just say this. But I, I I do have to stop eating Chick-fil-A because they started putting soy in like their sauces and stuff. So I do have to be very careful. And as much as I don't want to, I have to stop uh, eating at Chick-fil-A. So, yeah. Mm. Man, I had that shit for lunch today. I ain't even gonna hold you. <laughs> Lucky you. Lucky you. But yes, Raising Cane's, my first time trying Raising Cane's was in Houston. Um, I'm not sure if it was the heat that made it so good or if it was just good overall because I was so hot and I was tired from traveling. And so I think if I would whatever I would have had, it would have been fine. But um, it's only like four things on the menu, three things on the menu, maybe two things on the menu, honestly, um, that you can get from yeah. Raising Hands. So yeah, I keep hearing it's all about the sauce, though. It's, all, it's just the sauce. That's all it really is. All right. They slicing it. For real? Oh, our word from last yeah. week. Hey. <laughs> yeah, they slicing it for. Oh real. no, we did drawing last week. We did drawing, yeah, but okay. slicing came up too. Slicing did, mm-hmm. it did. Mm-hmm. okay, yeah, yeah, <sighs> yeah. Man, all right. Well, transition into further culture. So today, actually, so definitely prayers to uh, Bronny James. For those of you who don't know, Bronny James. Uh, LeBron James Jr., technically, but known as Bronny James, uh, reported by the L.A. Times was a uh, I'm sorry, not was is a touted USC freshman and son of Lakers star LeBron James. You know, the greatest of all time. But my pop's going to be like, nah, fuck that. But um, <laughs> he's he's <laughs> he suffered uh, a cardiac arrest at, at a um, at a basketball workout at the University of uh southern california usc uh today and you know he's a young kid you know 18 years old young uh currently and he's in stable condition now which is a, a blessing but uh after a brief stretch in intensive care uh the james family spoke out and said he's stable now so um hopefully you know the he, he's too young I, I definitely don't get or how this could have happened um Luckily, it happened when it did as far as like his age, because I'm sure he'll be able to bounce right back uh, from this. There have been players in the league uh, and former players that have died, you know, on on the court uh, because of, you know, just heart conditions and not having the proper care, uh, you know, from the the medical team and, you know, finding this up front. So definitely prayers to uh, Bronny. He's um, one of the last mock drafts, like for the NBA draft for 2024 he was he's slated to be like the 13th or 14th pick going to um the atlanta hawks so hopefully this doesn't impact his his draft stock either i know it's 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 a lot obviously it's hard to say that because obviously life is important and in your health and everything and he's you know he's coming from the the james family so he doesn't need the money but talent wise he's 
he should have a shot, you know, to make it to the league. So, um, yeah, definitely prayers to Bronny. Yeah, the sad thing is, is that sometimes they don't end up finding issues like this until, you know, someone is almost an adult or like that they're doing their normal kind of activities, but it just happens to be that one thing that triggers. So, you know, I don't want to speculate on what happened or what potential condition he might have, but I think we're starting to see this more and more with um, older kind of seasoned, what we consider a seasoned athlete at this point, he's been playing basketball his entire life, right? Like you would think that certain things would have come up if there are issues there, but sometimes it just happens that it's later in life. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely praying for him. It's, he's getting a lot of, you know, he's, he's a, the son of once again, the greatest basketball player of all time. So you already are coming in and you have, you share the same name. That's why he goes by Brian mm-hmm. James versus LeBron James Jr. So it's, it's already a lot of pressure on him. So I, I wonder if it's yeah. all of that, the pressure, the, you know, but at least on the outside, it seems like he's completely fine. You know, if you listen to, you know, him talking, yeah. his swagger and everything. So, um, but yeah, yeah, definitely kudos. I mean, not kudos, prayers to, you know, to, to Bronny and the, uh, the James family. So, yeah, and I, I was, when you said kudos, I was actually going to say kudos to the team, um, the, you know, for being so like on it and being responsive because that time makes a difference. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, thankful that one, there are people that are on site doing and uh, kind of paying attention and noticing, you know, like it, for me, I know I have like my, like I'm sort of, I don't what did it, what did it, I can do CBR. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I know it's like, it's all about like timing and they teach us <laughs> what Clayton, yes. I, I, I say can, nothing. I, I say nothing. Come on, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like, there are certain things, like, that you need to look out for. Um, so just kind of being alert, you know, shout out to them for being alert and, 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 um, and kind of acting as quick as they did um, because that could that could have saved his life, you know? So that could have been what saved his life, you know? Just things like that. So, yeah. Clayton's still making fun of me. You don't trust me? No, I mean, I trust you. You know, I'm, I'm just saying, you was like, what is it called? So you was trying to figure out what is it, what's the problem. So if you don't know what it is, like, do you know how to do it? That's all. That's all. I'm just. I do. I do. <laughs> I do. It's a lot of steps to it, but I. Yeah, no, I that's, think that's, I that's nice. I, I, yeah, I definitely need. Is I, it a honestly, lot of I need this. Well, it's a, oh, okay. So I did like the entire like first aid like thing. Like there's yeah, certain first, things okay. you have to do. Like. <sighs> Not just like if you need to get like the machine, but like even if there's like an emergency, like how you need to wrap someone's arm, make a compression, like th- that's what I meant by steps, y'all. Okay, because I was going to say you know C- more than me. You, you know more than me, at least, Jazz. I'm C- sure you know it as well. Wait, what? But... You didn't get CPR certified with Harper? I went to class. I did go to class. I was, I was going to say we got the mm-hmm. car like in her room, like behind the her closet door, like worst case scenario. So, um, but yeah, I didn't get certified, but we went to CPR classes. So I know like how the proper technique for an infant and for, for young children, I guess you mm-hmm. could say. It's so di- yeah, it's different. Now. But as far as like getting yeah, certified though, different. yeah, yeah mm No, trust me. It's, there's been some times, I mean, shit, her, 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 her little, little behind, um, in the back seat, he choking on pretzels or something like that. You driving, you know, I'm driving or whatever. And you start hearing, 
I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, what's going? What's going on? So I didn't, I didn't have some, uh, some situations, but she, 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 she was good. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, in our other for the culture news, um, I honestly, if you haven't heard about this yet, you might be living under a rock. But um, we got a lot of people on strike right now. Um, the Writers Guild of America is on strike. And um, this past week, the Screen Actors Guild joined them on strike. But essentially, the multifaceted issue could be boiled down to people wanting a living wage. They want to be able to survive where they live and to be able to pay their bills, take care of their families, and to not be living off of pennies and cents when these production companies and when the big name actors and actresses are making, you know, millions of dollars. And that's kind of what we're so used to when we're thinking about Hollywood. Um, So for the writers specifically, they were asking for living wages. Um, What has happened with the advent of streaming is that, you know, Season-long shows used to be 20, 25 episodes. Like, you essentially knew for a year that you were good if you were a writer on a show. But now that we have streaming and shows are about eight episodes, 10 episodes, um, it's really fragmented the pay for writers. It's fragmented the amount of stability that they have. And sometimes they're having to sign non-competes and all of these things. So it really is impacting their overall ability to survive. And then you have the residuals that are coming from streaming that are pennies and, you know, it's just, it's not fair. It's not the lavish life of the uh, writers or screen or even actors that we think of. It's really, some of them are living, you know, making less than what we make with our nine to five jobs. So Um, The actors joined the strike uh, for, again, this is mainly, you know, the actors that aren't going to be like your big names like Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise and Viola Davis and Angela Bassett, all of the ones that we love so much. These are the actors that are making, you know, they get like thousands of dollars compared to millions of dollars. And they are also struggling to survive in LA where it's everything is expensive. Um, They also are bringing attention to the new AI that's out that production companies want to start to potentially have rights to likenesses of people, but then I have to pay them anymore for that one likeness, but use it in perpetuity. So, you know, when we're thinking about how the landscape has changed so much since it was just movie theaters and movies and, you know, oh, there's TV shows and then reruns, but now we have streaming, we have all of these things. It really impacts the, you know, average person more so than like our our millionaire kind of pop princesses and things like that that we think of in, in acting and in um, writing, but... People are struggling. So they're on strike. Um, they've been on strike for a while. This is going to impact a lot. Um, they were thinking that the UPS and Teamsters were going to join strike, not for the same reasons, but, you know, again, this might have been the like biggest period of time where 
like the most people have been on strike, but UPS and Teamsters were able to come to a agreement, I think today or yesterday. So they're not going on strike. So right now it's just the writers and the actors um, who are on strike. So yeah. Yeah, it's crazy because I had to, I mean, this is for the listeners. I had to, I was on, of course, on Instagram and I'm pretty sure you all might have seen the, on the, um, the shade room, there was an, an actress, uh, that was on all that. And I told, <laughs> I told Jazz and Clayton, like, I haven't seen her since all that. So I hope she's not betting on that, all that money, but Jazz did look it up and she actually has been on, um, a lot of movie shows, maybe writing as well. Um, so I, I, I do feel for her. Uh, I, I know when I first watched it, I was like, oh, I ain't seen you in a minute, sis. Where you been? But um, <laughs> y'all, I'm just letting y'all know because I know y'all not looking her up. I know y'all not. Mm, not, doing know y'all not. Homework. not doing your not homework. Not doing your homework. Because yeah, people yeah. in the comments like, girl, what you talking about private school? Send him to public school. But, mm. you know, because she was talking about, you know, having to send her child mm-hmm. to you know, private school is expensive, things like that. Um, so yeah, so shout out to Jazz for looking her up and because I was like, I haven't, I haven't seen her since all that. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> crazy. It's, it's crazy because yeah, but to, but to your point, like a lot of people are doing stuff behind the scenes and um, just looking at if you go to tvinsider.com, there are a bunch of TV shows, movies that have been impacted because of these strikes. And, you know, I, I love watching movies. I love, you know, my streaming and binge watching, you know, my shows and things like that. But, you know, we're talking about all of the late night TV shows. So your Jimmy Fallon's, Jimmy Kimmel's, um, Pretty Little Liars, uh, Power, both, Ooh. you know, all, all of Severance, Season 2, Last of Us, all of the Marvel sh- uh, TV shows and movies. It, they're 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 on hold right now mm-hmm. so um you know our yeah. our beloved uh actors and actresses that play these roles they're not gonna jump back into these roles probably for another you know year or two depending on how long the strike goes on so uh these characters are gonna mm-hmm. age as well <laughs> but going back to yeah. going back to the which it makes sense i mean more power to to these you know the, these writers you know they they definitely need to make a livable wage when you got like these Bob Iger, Disney CEO, making multi-million dollars uh, each year, you know what I mean, versus the actual actors and actresses and writers and producers and everyone that's putting the content out there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it it makes sense. It definitely makes sense. So, you know, I'm going to just go back and watch some some shows that I haven't watched at all, and hopefully they get some residual checks from the, uh, from that content, from those streams. So. That's 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 what I'm hoping for. It, the Wiz is on Netflix. That's all I gotta say. Mm. It is. It is on Netflix. So he's on down. He's on down. I was also gonna he's say um, that you, this is now time for you to get wrapped up on some international shows because we don't like some of those other shows that are made in other countries are bomb on Netflix. I started watching. Was it Fatal Seduction on Netflix? It's mm. um, a South African show. So mm-hmm. good. So good. I like. Yeah, I definitely got to get on there. I think I like. What is it called? I don't want to mess it up. I think it's called Blood and Water. Blood and Water. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <girl. Yes>. So <laughs> I 
gonna like uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> Yeah. So I'm just saying, you know, look, if they wanna play funny on. with it over here, this all it's a whole nother it's all all these other continents that we can get some some shows from, so Yeah. True. Yeah, no, and I, no, I gotta I, I gotta add that, that. I am almost finished. Insecure. Okay. All right, Jen. Wait, don't make no face. Okay, here, here we go, y'all. Wait, this is what, what I gotta deal with. What? <laughs> Say what? You I'm put almost... yourself out here. I did. I should have you... shut my black ass up. Wait. <laughs> How are you almost finished? Girl, Wait. it's been over for like two years now. I know. Probably longer than that. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yo. I just, I'm, I'm back at the part. Well, clearly, I don't even have to, you know, give people a heads up to fast forward because I'm the only one that... Clearly. Yeah, clearly. you're definitely the only one. Yeah. I'm I'm on the part right where um, Issa and Lawrence just got back together and he found out that, uh, uh, what was her name? Core something is pregnant. Condola. 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 There we go. Mm. Yeah, so I'm Man. there. I know. You just, you just there? I just started. <laughs> Oh man, Lord, man. girl, I'm, I'm on my second binge watch. I was I was watching it the other day, right. but like, right. the fact yeah. that you haven't finished it—that's a problem. Yeah, that's, I just yeah, started. That's I didn't even watch that's it wild. back when it was out. When what? did it start? Because I can probably tell y'all what I was doing. Either I was in grad school or I was no, too busy this, working no, hard for a company. Ago. No, no, no. It was, okay. what? Maybe no. I was definitely down here, so it was. It was seventeen, so maybe six years. I was in grad school. I was in grad school six years ago. I was in grad school. Child, right? And yeah, I, think I graduated twenty eighteen. You a baby? It started in twenty sixteen. Yeah. Yep. yep. Grad school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, seven, seven, it, seven years. It took me like a year, a little over a year. Yeah. So I think by the time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So well, you couldn't have caught up at any point in time. I mean, <laughs> well, you know, Jazz, I'll do that to her. Listen, she's she's watching it now. I yeah. guess. I mean, she's I watching, watching it now. Okay. It, it, it almost defeats. And I played the... Spades this weekend. No, that don't mean so you still I'm, ain't watching Insecure. I'm no, keeping my, no. I'm securing my black card. No, you insecure right now with that black card. The way you you just watching it. Fuck out of here. No, no, we ain't, we ain't doing that. What? Like, like you. All right, let me stop. I ain't gonna grind you up. Let me let me stop. Let me let me stop. Yeah, please please don't. Please yeah, don't. I don't, yeah, don't want to do that. We had energy. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's keep all that energy for our next segment because oh. that's that's what deserves it all. Facts. Right. You're right. You're right. Okay. You're right. So You're right. let me go ahead and transition into this. Y'all know that sound means the earth is ghetto. Mm. And I'm gonna give the listeners, I'm gonna give y'all three seconds to think about what we're gonna talk about today that deserves all the smoke. All right, y'all got it? Oh, they got it. Mm. Cause it, it ain't nothing else that we could talk about today. Mm-hmm. So y'all, we talking about Carly Russell. Who? Mm. What? Who? Carly Russell. <laughs> Carly Russell. Carly Russell, and this is from Vox, cause we like to you know cite the good ones and cite the, the worthwhile information. She is a 25-year-old Black nursing student who went, quote-unquote, missing 
from the side of the highway in Hoover, Alabama on the night of July 13th. Now she went quote unquote missing after calling 911 to report a child was wandering alone on the side of the highway. She at the time was talking to her brother's girlfriend and the brother's girlfriend called 911 after she heard Carly scream and it sounded like the phone dropped. What we have come to learn is that nothing happened to this child. Through her lawyer, she released a statement that she would like to apologize to the community and she asks for prayers as she addresses her issues and attempts to move forward, understanding that she made a mistake on this matter. Now, more is starting to come out as we start to, you know, they, the police are now doing their own investigation and they have found that her search history had quite a few interesting things in it. it had one-way bus tickets, how to take money from a cash register without getting caught, how if someone has to pay for an Amber Alert. And then on the day that she went missing, she was searching for the movie Taken. Y'all remember that Liam Neeson movie where he goes to find his daughters? Yeah, yeah. So Carly Russell, you get <laughs> all the smoke. All the smoke. Cause sis, let me just, actually, I'm gonna call her sis. I'm gonna just say this, because last week, when, well not last week, it was off. The week before that, when this happened, and we were talking about the movie, Clayton gave y'all a nice little rundown on this movie that... Um, Sound of Freedom. Thank you. And it highlights, you know, human trafficking. Then this happened, and we was like, I'm like, dang, like, you know, it sucks that it happened, but we were just talking about this. Like, we could, you know, this could have been, we could have talked about it. Like, I'm like, dang, praying for her. Like, the whole world is praying for her. Like, a safe return. Like, dang, you can't even drive down the road or, you know, be a good Samaritan. Girl. Girl. Mm -mm. Yeah. Mm -mm. Don't think, and don't forget the, just, the money. Don't forget the money. People donated to oh, the money Crime the Stoppers, oh, I think yes, it was called. Yes. Donated. Yes. Donated money to like help find it. dollars or something. Yep. So apparently, mm -hmm. if you donated money, you can reach out to the organization to get a refund. Um, if if you actually oh, reach out to them, so it's that's just Did crazy. Did y'all donate? That, no. Did I donate? Okay. Yeah. So look, let me I tell prayed. you something. Legit, <laughs> legit, legit. We pray like every night when we say our prayers. You know, we always we we put everyone in our prayers, and yeah, we pray for her, for her for her safe return. And the, and the baby, the baby oh, that was out on the on the highway. So I'm gonna tell y'all this. It was something in my in my spidey senses that felt like this was some bullshit to start mm -hmm. with. And so when it came to like everyone sharing it and everything, I just didn't feel compelled to share. Like there's something inside of me that you know the ancestors speak to sometimes, and they weren't speaking that I should be really worried about this child. And so. I, I never, I, I didn't. I didn't even post that, you know, she had gone missing and everything. Yeah, I don't think and I did, yeah. Some, something just felt, it felt awful for me. I don't know why. Um, I know why. Well, clearly I know why now, but. <laughs> no, that's, that's, you know uh, why? Because that was the same story that Kevin Hart told in his stand-up, okay? That's why. When he talked about, I was on the highway and I saw a baby walking out the street. Nobody gonna believe me. It's gonna be kidnapping. And I'm like, dang, same story, same exact story. I'm like, okay, little Kevin Hart, you want you got jokes and shit. Call her, call her little Kev. Little Kev, little Kev, little Kev. Cause she got all the jokes and shit. Cause I, I, seriously, oh. I want my I, like. We were really, I think every family was really like, oh my gosh, like. 
I can't believe this happened. And I'm even saying, like, she did the right thing. She called 911. She kept someone on the phone with her. Imagine if she didn't call 911. It would be hard for this to be believable. And then look at it. I mean, she she might as well not even call 911 and just disappeared on her own self. Like, at this point, oh, she man. made it worse for herself. Yeah, you know she what's really going to really hurt? But see, the, I'm, I'm interested to see what type of fine she's going to get. Because she comes from, apparently she comes from a, a, a well, uh, a well-off um, family. You know, she got a couple, her family got a couple dollars. You know, she was in nursing school, I think, or is in nursing school. I don't know mm -hmm. what that status is now, or if they, like, kicking her out or what. Um, job fired her. She got fired from her gig. I think she was working at a spa or something yeah. like that. So mm -hmm. She got fired. But, um, yeah, you know, she, stole she, a, she might end up doing time. Some money. Mm -hmm. yeah, she should. She might. It might end up, I mean, worry for her. <laughs> and she up there lying. Yeah, she I should mean, do time. Look, Yo. I think she could because Jesse did time for like a second. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. And he had like community service or something like that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but uh, Jesse, yeah, Jesse Smollett, though, he. He got he got he got money though you know he got the actor money so it's like you know I think he had to pay a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand some something like that don't quote me on that but he had to pay six six figures uh, uh six figure fine and got a felony or something but um yeah coming coming but for Carly with that is, that's gonna be different no Lil Kev so Lil Kev Lil Kev Lil Kev deserves to go to jail or okay let me that sounds so bad. Let me let me let me bring it back because I don't want to seem like I'm attacking this young lady because I want to be, and I know people are gonna say, uh-uh, she know what she did. So, what I will say is this: I'll say little Kev does need to do something. She needs to pay for what she did because resources were utilized on her behalf. As like this was like a national like Amber Alert, a lot of people, Secret Service, FBI police, um, search parties, um, time, you don't get time back. The money and the resources that were put into finding her and for her to say that somebody was feeding her. She's it, girl. You, you, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> I can't look at Jesus the same now because of her. Okay, but but let me, let me throw a monkey wrench in this. She technically didn't call 911. She so, did. I thought she no, she did. She reported the child on the road. She called oh, nine one one. Yeah, yeah. And then her, then her parents, the, then the yes. they called nine one one again. Okay. Yes. Okay. So yes. Never mind. Then scratch what I was about to say. Yeah. She, yeah. Jesus see, need to sue her for. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do think that they're probably going to make. Uh, example out of her. The thing that has been frustrating me though around the internet is now everyone's like, oh, see, this is why no one wants to like look for black women. Mm -hmm. No, y'all just don't care about black women. Right. And y'all have been showing that and basically like letting us know that for years because of the number of missing black women and girls. So this to me doesn't impact it shouldn't impact the how the feeling of trying to find other black women and black girls that go missing. Right. Um, because, you know, white women do crazy shit like this and we still put out Amber Alerts mm -hmm. the moment that they go missing. So like And they be faking it too. I'm not gonna lie, they be faking it too. Okay. So I'm keeping that same energy for everybody. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying for yeah. everybody. So don't think that we calling little Kevin out 
because we not we just well we are but we're also like all of the like you know it, it, it's happened before and i think people need to really take this seriously because this is not a joke it's not a game like regardless of what you're going through you never fake a kidnapping or you know do like that is something that human trafficking is real and to try to dim it or to try to play around with that, I, I, I don't really, I don't care who you are. I don't really, I, I don't really bang with that. Nah, yeah. It's definitely, it's disrespectful. It's disrespectful yeah. to so many people, so. Yo, if you look on so, Twitter. Yeah, enough of Lil' Kev. <laughs> if you oh, look on ahead. Twitter, if you look on Twitter. <laughs> so I was just curious to see if Cheese it like, was going to capitalize on this notoriety. And uh, it, it is funny. So I'm looking at this picture. It says, now, Carly, what flavor cheese it did you get? I want to try these. And someone posted a picture <laughs> of the buffalo wing flavor cheese. <laughs> cheese. <it's... laughs> on, on Twitter. Oh, man. Yo, that is crazy. I you didn't hear what? about that. Maybe sales, maybe sales increased. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. But what I do know is if sales decrease, cheese it. Y'all know, y'all know oh, what y'all got. Y'all know who. Y'all, then another y'all know one, who to come after. And then one more, one more. They said Carly Russell finally, uh, when she ran out of cheese, she finally decided to go home. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yo, well, people. She she brought her snacks. Apparently, allegedly, she purchased snacks, and then when she um, allegedly, well, faked her disappearance, um, the snacks were gone. <laughs> So she had the snacks with her. Yeah. So she took oh. the snacks, the robe that she stole from the from the spa, and some slippers, I think, or something. So mm. they were like, I left her wig. How was that stuff? Going? But the wig, yeah, though. Wig. You left the wig. That's crazy, girl. You know what? That probably after that, kid. that was she probably was it. After that kid. That was probably the mm. sign right there. Because ain't no black woman gonna leave a wig. You know, no, no matter facts, if they get abducted. But how it come go off like, like that? Yeah, you ain't have your glue. Yeah. You ain't have your, you ain't have your glue on. You just have the cap on. She oh, yeah. Wow. I'm like, let me see your edges. <laughs> <laughs> she pulled it off. She was faking. That's crazy. Yeah. Like that's crazy to 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 really go through with that. Like I'm just gonna pray for her mental health and yeah, her stability. Yeah. Seriously, but, seriously. I hope you know, I hope she gets some help. I know everybody. No, yeah. I know everybody on Instagram like, uh-uh, you owe us an explanation, sis, because we was worried about you. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I mean, she gave her statement. I, no, no comment from me for the rest of the day on this. I, mm. I, I can't, I can't. I just said a prayer for this child. Mm. Yeah, no, we. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, pray definitely not not sending prayer, but Carly, get some help. That's all. That's all we ask. Get get some help. Yeah, I think she's gonna be she's gonna be mandated to get some help because either the police department or somebody they gonna she ain't gonna get off scot free for this. So. Oh, mm-mm, absolutely not. Mm-mm. Huh. I, nah, they're definitely gonna make an example. But I mean, again, mm-hmm. I wish they would to keep that same energy. Whatever they, I feel like, and it's it's sad to say, I just have a feeling that her punishment it will be more than others' punishment. Oh, absolutely. Um, so yeah. it sucks that she might have looked at this and say, oh, well, they only got this. So, you know, if she, if, I mean, she was researching and Googling, so I'm I'm pretty sure maybe something popped up. But if she thought, if her thinking process was like that, I hope she knows, like, sweetheart, you black. That ain't gonna happen. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, we, yeah. yeah, we, yeah, what is it? What is it? They get the cold, we get the flu. You don't want that smoke. Mm-hmm. You don't want that smoke at all. So, yeah. So, obviously, um, sounds like Carly doesn't know herself yet. So, the, the transition to the topic of the week. Know yourself. That was smooth, Clayton. And know your worth. So, you know, throughout this entire yeah. episode, we've been talking about the Screen Actors Guild, the Writers Guild, uh, Tania, and, you know, all of us talking about doing, going, trying to go above and beyond and, you know, trying to get things done on a corporate level. And we're not getting extra money for this. So, you know, ultimately, when it comes to knowing your worth, how are you all, you know, trying to, you know, know yourself and learn, you know, your skills, abilities? Because that's something, at least in, in the Black community, I feel like we are starting to talk about a little bit more, especially, you know, knowing, you know, uh, our strengths, our weaknesses and, you know, your, your worth, you, you know, uh, I'm very transparent with the circles that I'm in is, you know, obviously you both know, you know, just from a salary standpoint, you know, where I'm at, where I'm looking to go. Um, so, yeah. So, so how are you all just trying to, you know, understand and know yourself and, and know your worth, you know, in the marketplace? Go ahead, Samira. <laughs> I mean, I was like, look, go ahead. I, I, it's hard to really like put into words. I feel like, um, especially being a black woman and in these spaces, um, you know, no shade Clayton, but you know, we have to go up against black males, white males, white women, and it's, it's harder, right? Like I explained earlier, I'm, I don't have a voice in some settings and I've learned to not get upset about it because it used to really bother me that I didn't have a voice in this setting or in this space but I make my voice in that space if that makes sense regardless if people hear me or not I'm I'm, I'm never going to change who I am so um you know for me I would take on and I still do uh take on roles or um tasks to get me exposed to certain areas that, you know, maybe if I didn't take it, I wouldn't have gotten exposed to, right? Um, So, but I feel like as a black woman, unfortunately I have to do those things. Like I can't just coast through. I can't just, you know, I can't just do my work and, oh, I can see her worth. It's like, I have to work 10 times harder for you to see my worth. And that to me, it's not fair. It's not fair that I have to work extra hard just for you to see what you could have seen in me if you would have just opened your eyes and paid attention. Um, so yeah, kind of learning to not work as hard, but also never lose who I am as a person and, and, and what I do. I think uh, it, it took me a while to, to get there, I would say. Um, but yeah, I'm done overworking and overstressing just to still be in a lesser position than my male counterparts. Sorry. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah. No, yeah. I think it's a it's a constant struggle because it's we're so we have learned through schooling, through our parents, through our communities, we have learned since, you know, we were old enough to understand everything that we had to work ten times harder to get one tenth of what everyone else is getting and i think it takes a lot to kind of come to a point where you 
decide that you are actively bucking that idea and bucking that system that essentially tells you that you have to keep doing that. And it wasn't until the past few years for me that I was able to really separate my own worth from my job. Because I think we do that a lot where we conflate your performance at your job, your performance at, you know, how much you're making, all of that as being these indicators of what you as a person are worth when nah, like you are not that job. They are not you. Mm -hmm. You are not the amount of money that you make. Like there are so many things that go into who you are and what you're worthy of that this world could never even comprehend. And no job is absolutely like, no, like that may be where you spend a lot of your time, but that has nothing to do with like who you are as a person and what you deserve. So it's not, I don't think you can wake up overnight and be like, oh my gosh, I figured it out. I, I know who I am and I know how much I'm worth. And I know that this job is undervaluing me. Like those are all things that have to come in time. But I think once you get there, you do start to operate differently. Like for me, I, I've started to become very vocal about how I feel. And I make it very clear that I feel undervalued, that I feel like I'm doing the work of three or four people, but getting paid the work of 80% of a person. person. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and so, you know, you have to go ahead and just make that vocal and, you know, they still might not listen. It didn't work for me. They still ain't listening. Mm-hmm. But at least I said it. And so if I ever have to leave and go to a new situation, I was I, I gave you the opportunity to try and meet me where I'm at. But I'm no longer undervaluing myself. I'm no longer allowing you to make me feel a certain type of way because your monetary compensation is not equivalent to what I know I'm worth. Yeah, no, you you definitely yeah. hit on a lot of points with people tying like their those titles to their worth. Mm-hmm. When you know, like I mentioned earlier, these companies don't give a shit. To be honest, like they will fire you if if layoffs, if you know the performance isn't, uh, if the money isn't coming in, if your performance is off. I mean, whatever the case may be, they will find someone else to do the job ultimately and i feel like as a society we tie so much to those professional titles versus Mm -hmm. your own brand and your own identity and i think just amongst the three of us i feel like we do a good job of identifying our own brand and what we are all about to know our value and know our worth you know ultimately and and just knowing ourselves like the skills and what we bring to the table um and it's, you know, Tania, to your point, I mean, it's, it's definitely harder for women, especially black women. And there's statistics out there where black women are underpaid, you know, uh, compared to other uh, ethnic groups. You know what I mean? So it's, um, you know, it, it's a challenge. It's definitely a challenge. And, you know, and being a, a girl dad, that's something that I want to make sure that my daughter has she knows her what her worth, you know, and she she understands her, you know, herself and everything when she gets to that point, whatever she wants to do, you know, if, if it's corporate, if it's, you know, entrepreneurship, whatever, you know what I mean? Um, you know, I want to make sure that she understands that concept. Um, like I remember recently bringing on two, two uh, new hires and 
I specifically, I worked with, with the recruiter and everything. I said, hey, you know, offer this. But then if they counter, offer them that. And I wanted them to counter. And they didn't counter. I was trying to put that bag, you know, give that bag to them. But, you know, statistically speaking, women in general don't counter. And that's a known fact. I don't want to put you both on the well, spot. But most women, most women do not counter or they don't apply don't. or they don't apply for a position if they don't meet all mm-hmm. of the qualifications. I'm applying mm-hmm. for everything. Yep. I don't care. You know, and if I and once you un- have a conversation with me, then you'll understand. All right, cool. Like, this is the right person for the job. So sorry to cut you off. Mm-hmm. You're about to jump in and, and grind me up. I feel no, like. no. <laughs> No, no, no. I wasn't. No, I, I wasn't. But I wasn't. I was. I was just gonna speak on a situation. I ne- I always negotiate. Um, and what I found in many situations is that I'm either being told, "Oh, we don't negotiate," or that is set at that at that amount. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because it happened with the previous company I was with. Then having a casual conversation with someone, and he brings he he brings up. Oh yeah, like I negotiated. I mm-mm, everything that you're I'm the like, same role. You're doing you, the same job. What you did? What? Oh, they told me that they don't negotiate. That's crazy. Like that's that's wild. So uh, yes, I have learned that too at my current position, mm. where I found out that people that came in at the same exact time as me uh, had the ability to negotiate, got started higher than me with less experience. And I also learned that it is something to do with the people in HR, right? Because you got to think they're your first entree into the company. And if there are biases and essentially bad actors in HR, well, there you go. There's your lack of ability to negotiate, your lack of ability to even determine, you know, where you really should be. Um, But one thing that Clayton mentioned made me remember that July 27th um, is Black Women's Equal Pay Day. So for context, it means that essentially this entire year up through July 27th, Black women have had to work that amount of time extra to make the same amount of money that a white man made between January 1 of 2022 and December 31st of 2022. So constantly playing catch up. And um, just a reminder, July 27th. So if you love black women, support black women, you might want to post about that. So, so as a, as a man, like what can, I know what I do on a regular basis to advocate. And, you know, I clearly mentioned that with the two people I just hired. And I wanted them to counter and they didn't. And I was pissed for them. But as as a man, like, what can we do to support, you know, the the your value, you know, as, as women and making sure that you do have that equal pay? Like, what, what advice would you give to us? I, I, I would say, like, what we're doing right now, continue having the conversation about it. Um, I feel like some people might not really want to talk about pay or discuss pay, but I feel as though if, you know, I, I, I've had one situation uh, going into a job where I spoke um, with the, the hiring manager and this person kind of like had an honest conversation with me and said, you know, 
you're lowballing. I was like, dang, I am. Like, I, okay, I am. And again, know yourself, know your worth. And I think to kind of look out for, you know, and I'm not just saying, you know, look out for the, for the, for the homies, but just to look out for people, women, you know, we already get a, we already, we, it's like, all right, we can negotiate, we can do whatever. They're going to give us the answer, the base answer. Um, sometimes I go into a position and I'll say, hey, this is what I need to make. And then like, oh, I'm sorry, we can't afford you. Okay, that's fine. I'm not wasting my time. You're not wasting yours. Let's keep it moving. Because what I'm not, I, I don't want to do is I don't want to overwork. And you can't even meet me at my base. So, um, but yeah, right. I, I think just having the, I mean, that's something so small. Of course, there's other ways that, that you know, uh, you know, I feel like people can help, but I think having that conversation and, and giving tips and, you know, you know, reaching out to your network um, and also women talk about it, you know, talk about, hey, how do how do you negotiate as a male? Right. And having the confidence. I think that is key because sometimes I know I'm like, oh, maybe I'm not qualified or the MRP mm-hmm. isn't really there. So I shouldn't ask for that. So, yeah, I think the biggest thing for me has been the more people are transparent about their salaries because I feel like for so long and maybe, well, it's definitely changing with like the next generations and stuff. But I think from, at least from my parents, I had the perspective that like salaries are private and you're not supposed to share them. And like, this is basically top secret information. But mm-hmm. that's so counter to what you need to be doing. Like you need to be talking about your salaries so that these companies know that they can't just give you one thing and then give another person another thing and there be no rhyme or reason to that, right? Like, and I think that's where I've had a lot more conversations with women who are willing to tell me what their salaries are and are willing to you know jump into the conversation but i don't see a lot of men being as willing to do as willing to do that and so i think it is potentially you know letting other men know that like hey it's it's cool to share like your salary information with a woman and because it's not like it's gonna hurt your salary if anything you know it just helps so that she can potentially get to equal footing but i don't know right yeah. yeah, yeah, I think internally, for some reason, it's it's like taboo. Like if you're talking salaries, you know, within the same organization, but externally, it's fine. Uh, not saying that's the, that's the case, and it shouldn't be that way. Um, at the same time, there's a lot of information out there, like whether it's using Glassdoor or um, ZipRecruiter. Uh, the Medium has a lot of good content uh, on there, um, and just in terms of like what salary ranges you should be looking at that based on like where you are, what city, what state, uh, and the actual role itself. So, I mean, there's, there's data out there, but I do agree with finding those people that are comfortable having that conversation and, you know, just, just, just advocating, you know, ultimately, um, as I guess I, I, maybe, I don't know if it's just with the, the organization that I'm with, but as a hiring manager, it really wasn't up to the recruiter. It, w- it was up to me. Like I worked with the um, the compensation committee, I guess you can say, to figure out what the range is for you know these particular roles. 
and that's what they were comfortable with range wise so you know i tried to meet the range like in a, somewhere in the middle and like i said i had that buffer and if they did counter so it's like at least in my case it was up to me to to figure out what that range was now hr is a gift and a curse depending on where you are because i've worked in, in with hr professionals where i had to chase down resumes and i'm like i didn't see this candidate how come you didn't give me this candidate versus that candidate you know this per- this person name was shaniqua versus rebecca ultimately but you you sent me rebecca's resume but, but shaniqua was just as qualified as rebecca like i want to see all of these resumes i want to make sure i have a diverse you know, candidate pool, and then, you know, still offer that same range to, to both. It's not, oh, this person is getting that versus, you know, the other uh, individual. So, so I don't know. I, I think it's, it's definitely up to the, the, the company that you're with. So um, as a, someone that's a uh, hiring manager, I want to make sure I see everything, you know, um, from a resume perspective, but all hiring managers aren't like that. So who knows? Who knows? Some of them just leave it up to the, the HR. So I don't know. That's my that's my TED talk. Yeah. yeah, or they like out they outsource and I, I I'll never understand, but they they'll outsource and look for like another company to bring someone in, um, and it's like you don't trust your HR team <laughs> like to pull resumes. Nah, and stuff. Nah. Yeah, clearly, <laughs> <laughs> clearly. Nah, nah, son. So so at the end of the day, it sounds like having someone be your champion, someone be your advocate is key. Having these conversations, mm-hmm. you know, will support knowing yourself and knowing your worth. Um, I know one thing that mm-hmm. I would recommend is reaching out to people to ask what they think you're an expert in. You know, I think that that was an exercise I did a while ago. And, you know, people gave me recommendations. Oh, I think you would be great at this because you do X, Y, Z. Um, so have those conversations with your family, your friends to, to understand, you know, more about yourself and the other thing is doing research in the market you know figuring out what the the market is paying for for these particular roles you know that we're going out for yeah, so that's what your i got experience yeah and your experience definitely. i know and one apply, thing that i don't apply. do apply, apply apply regardless of those qualifications please apply y'all have confidence like i applied for one role and i was like yeah we'll see and it got, it, it went through, it went through like the re- recruiting part, the recruiter put it through. I mean, they ended up saying they went with someone else, but it was just like, oh, this was something I just, you know, I just applied for kicks and giggles and it actually went through. I was like under consideration for a minute. So I was like, oh, okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never spoke with a recruiter or anything, but, um, you know, I was like, okay, like it did move. So, and another thing, um, you know, even on like your performance evaluations, when you are interviewing, you know, I know one thing for me is really hard to talk about myself um, and what I do. Clearly, if you go back to the first episode, you'll know, like I just said, my name is Tania and I probably said one little thing after that. I, I have trouble with that. So that's something I'm working on whenever I communicate or in my performance evaluation to really highlight my skills. Like, we got to start hyping ourselves up. Like, we got to be in the mirror like Issa. <laughs> Y'all see that reference? <laughs> you know, in the mirror. <laughs> hype. You got this. Like, do do they know who you are? Like, we got to really hype ourselves up. Yeah. I'm hyped that I'm watching Insecure. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love I it. I mean, but you're just a couple years late. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. 
Okay. It's perfect timing. I'm in the mirror talking to myself. It's perfect. It's perfect timing. Perfect, perfect timing. timing. Thank it you. Came it came Thank through. You. Okay. It came through. Shout out to Netflix. Because <laughs> I wasn't paying to watch it the first time. So you're paying Netflix though, like right? HBO oh Netflix. shit, you are you out here scamming Netflix oh, now. You scamming the Netflix subscription? No. Clayton. Clayton. Oh shit. Clayton, we I'm sorry. We we know you're the one with the money and you you get the key. You get the you get the drum. You have a new login. <laughs> it's me. I'm logging in. <laughs> Bye. It's me. I'm on a family plan. You don't even know it. <laughs> oh man, no. you probably are. I got a ghost. No, I got a ghost profile kidding. that I'm popped up kidding. recently. You probably is you. <laughs> no, it's not me. I promise. No, I'm I'm on my aunt's plan. Well, I don't know. I am, but I'm not. Because now with my new phone plan, I get Netflix for free. So there you go. Well, you paying for it? Oh, in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Yeah, you bought for everything. So that, all right. Well, all right, y'all. Well, thank That's y'all for listening. That's it. Appreciate it. That's don't it. forget to don't forget to like, subscribe. You know, support the yeah. pod. Support the pod. Support the pod. All of that. We appreciate y'all. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Conscious Tokens Podcast. Please remember to take our poll, give us feedback, and subscribe. You can also support us by becoming a paid subscriber through Spotify. We'll see you next week.